0: Welcome to Inside Hogwarts, a Harry Potter podcast made by kids, for kids. I'm Daisy. And I'm Vaughn. And today we have a bonus episode for you guys. We have a very special guest host with us.
1: So our guest host uh, sent us a voice message, and after a few emails and going back and forth, we learned that you like to play Muggle Quidditch.
0: And that's how we're bringing this episode to you guys. So if you want to learn how to play the game um, or sport, whatever you want to call it, (laughs) if you want to learn how to start your own team, or if you just want to listen to a very fun episode, that's what we're going to be covering today. We talk all about the
1: basics, and a lot of things you need to know. everything, so. Uh, so please welcome Ella. Hi.
0: So, uh, Ella, how did you find our podcast?
2: Um, well, I really like Harry Potter Podcasts. And I kept running into this problem where I would finish all of my podcasts. So I just looked for all the podcasts I could find.
0: Okay, so uh, um, just tell us a bit about like, your year at Hogwarts, your house, your Patronus. Or actually, you could just probably start with, like, how did you get into Harry Potter?
2: Um, so my grandpa loves garage sale shopping. And we went to a garage sale and we found book one through four um on cassette tape and he got me like this giant cassette tape player and I just thought it would be fun to like listen to those and then I like really liked it so then I got the rest of the books and yeah joined the fandom um so
0: you could just start with stuff like um your your at Hogwarts your house your Patronus your favorite book and movie and your favorite character
2: okay so I am 14 years old so I would be in fourth year at Hogwarts yeah um I'm a Ravenclaw my Patronus is a heron which I don't know like I don't really feel like a connection to but it's what Pottermore says so yeah and then my wand is beechwood with unicorn hair core it's 11 inches long and has pliant flexibility
0: and then uh your favorite book and movie and then your favorite character
2: uh, my favorite character is definitely Luna Lovegood. I mean, she's awesome. And then my favorite book and movie is probably Order of the Phoenix.
0: Yeah, um, so have you always, like, was it Ravenclaw since the beginning? Or were you more of like, you didn't know in the beginning like how me and Vaughn were kind um, of in different houses, I guess.
2: Yeah, so for a while I was Gryffindor, and I really liked being a Gryffindor. And it was like, you know, yeah. my house and then the Pottermore test came out, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this, uh-huh. and the first time I got Ravenclaw, and then I was like, no, I'm not Ravenclaw, like, I refuse to be a Ravenclaw, uh-huh. and then after a little while, I was just like, mm, Ravenclaw's not so bad, so now I'm like, full Ravenclaw. That's really cool, yeah, the same thing with Vaughn, right, Vaughn? Uh, well, yeah, first I identified
1: with I got
0: both, but now I only get Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, So now let's start talking about Muggle Quidditch. So uh, let's start with what is Muggle Quidditch. So for those of you who don't know, you can actually play Quidditch in real life. Um, It's pretty much the same, just you're not flying. And then obviously the balls aren't flying either, so it's a bit different in that part. But other than that, I mean, it's pretty much the same, right, Ella?
2: Yeah, so Muggle Quidditch is super fun. Uh, it is considered a full contact sport, although because of COVID, we are not allowed to have contact during practice, and we're not having games. Uh-huh. So, so far, we haven't been playing with contact, but... Okay. So,
0: how did you find out
2: about it? Well, I was looking on YouTube at, like, Quidditch, just in general, Yeah, I was bored. And I noticed that there were, like, videos of, like, the Quidditch World Cups and Quidditch games. So I started looking into that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is super cool. Like, I want to play. hmm uh, And then what made you want to
0: start your team? I mean, what, like, what made you think that it was something that
2: you would be able to, you know, to be able to get other kids to do with you and all of that? Well, honestly, I thought it would be really hard to get kids to do Quidditch. Like, we are having friends over, and my friend's little brother is a huge Harry Potter fan. And so I mentioned to him, like, hey, I want to start a Quidditch team because there's none in our town. Mm -hmm. We have to drive, like, 45 minutes to get to a Quidditch practice. And so, you know, we were both kind of, like, talking about it, but we weren't really, like, that serious. And then he went back, and he, like, told a few friends about it. And I told some people about it, and it got, like, super popular super quick.
0: That's so cool, yeah. I think that's one of the scary things for a lot of kids when starting any sort of, like, like, for example, starting to play, like, D&D, it's hard to find people, and then starting something like Muggle Quidditch, because you don't know how kids are going to respond. And then also if kids are going to think it's stupid, you don't know if they're going to want to join,
1: yeah, and yeah. if you didn't
0: know, we played d and <laughs> Just a fun fact, yeah. So it's hard to start stuff like this, just because you don't know what other kids are going to think. Um, so how, well, you already kind of answered how you were able to form the team, but how did you, how were you able to get the idea to people, like, how were people able to contact you about it?
2: Um, well, I had my mom post it on, like, Facebook, um... And then it was really just, like, word of mouth. Like, I kept getting, like, emails from, like, parents because, like, their kid had my number. So they, like, gave yeah. the parent my number. And, yeah. So it was it was a little crazy at first. I will say that. Uh-huh. It was very, like, some people texted. Some people just, like, told my mom. And, like, people still will try to go through my parents for Quidditch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, we are going to make an email for our Quidditch team soon. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so, what is your team? Tell us a bit about your actual
0: team. So, like, what's your team name? Do you guys have uniforms? Just tell us a bit about your team.
2: Yeah, so my team is called the Lightning Bolts. Um, we actually are temporarily splitting into two teams. Yeah. Um, it became so popular that we have, like, 20 kids. Mm -hmm. and because of COVID, we're, like, trying to minimize contact. So, just until, like, we figure something out, we are splitting into teams of 10.
0: Do you coach both teams?
2: Uh, yes,
0: I do. Is it hard? Like, I mean, (laughs) just talk a bit about, like, what it's like to coach both teams. Well, we
2: have a really wide range of ages. I mean, we have anywhere from, like, first grade all the way up to high school. Uh Uh-huh. So, I think our biggest issue is our team has a pretty short attention span. So we got to, oh. like, keep practice moving. Yeah. So we haven't done a whole lot of drills. We mostly do scrimmage because, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I can tell that people get tired of listening to drill explanations. Yeah.
0: Um, so uniforms.
2: Oh, yeah. So one of my Quidditch players offered to make us a T-shirt design. And I, like, I had kind of thought about t-shirts, but not seriously. And he sent it to me, and it looked amazing. Like, I really love our t-shirt design. Yeah. So we're actually going to, we ordered our t-shirts. We're going to get them in, like, a week, about. Yeah, that's awesome, because that way, like, you guys all
0: look the same. Like, it looks official that way,
2: too. Yeah. So our team colors are yellow and gray, we made Quidditch hoops. Um, oh, yeah. And that was really fun to make, and so we were trying to figure out, like, what our team colors were, so we spray-painted one set of Quidditch hoops yellow and one set of them gray. That's really
0: cool. Uh, I was, so what other equipment do you need for, um, like, what, what what do you need to get?
2: Um, So the Quidditch hoops are, like, they're pretty optional. I mean, at first we played with hoops we have like trees at either end of our yard yeah and we just hung them from branches of the trees mm-hmm. and then for the quaffle we use a like slightly deflated volleyball and then for the bludgers we have these like i don't really even know what they are they're like small dodge balls like f- the foam ones or are they yeah, actual? they're like small foam dodgeballs. like kind of the
0: ones they use for p.e at school because <laughs> they don't yeah, want the kids exactly. to get hurt um yeah Uh, Vaughn, why don't you ask the next thing?
2: Okay,
1: uh, how do you play it? What's the rules?
2: So, Muggle Quidditch is played exactly like normal Quidditch. Um, I mean, there are a few exceptions. I think the biggest thing is the snitch. Um. Oh, yeah. Because obviously you can't have a small flying ball as cool as that would be. So, we actually have one person be our snitch runner. So, well, we actually have two snitches because it's a lot of running. Mm -hmm. But basically, our snitch runner has a pair of shorts with a piece of Velcro on the back. And then we have a sock with a tennis ball in it. And they attach it to the Velcro. And then the seekers chase the snitch around and try to grab the sock.
0: Yeah, I saw that in like one of the videos I watched a while ago, and mm-hmm. it looks so weird. But like, it's it's <laughs> kind of, it's pretty accurate actually, like to mm-hmm. how you would actually have to um. Play it. Does
2: the snitch get a broom? Uh, I do not require the snitch to have a broom, mm-hmm. just because it's like a lot of running. I'm not really sure what the official rules are. Yeah, but I just don't require it.
0: Okay, Vaughn, you can. Um, um, Yeah, like tell us a bit about Yeah, like the differences because obviously the chaser like how does the keeper position work? Because the like is there a, a like a mark where like the like the chasers can't pass the certain mark and they have
2: to throw it or how does that work? So the chasers, um, we play kind of with slightly modified rules but I'm not really sure about the official rules. Mm-hmm. But Um, My chasers are allowed to go anywhere they want, and the keepers, they just can guard it. Um, I have one keeper who really likes to keep a beater nearby him. Oh, yeah. But other than that, we don't really have specific rules. Keeper is actually the one position that I'm having the most trouble getting people to fill. Yeah. Because our tallest hoop is six feet high. Oh wow! And it is a big jump. Like it's hard to jump that high and block the quaffle. Uh huh. So that has been a bit of like a debate for our team. So how are
0: you? How are you able to keep the chasers from just walking up to the hoop and putting the ball through the hoop? How is the keeper supposed to? I mean, how does your keeper stop people from just walking up and putting it in the hoop?
2: So think of it kind of like basketball, like the keeper is allowed to kind of come in front of the chasers and like put their hands up or they can like block it midair. But then we also, the beaters play a pretty crucial, crucial role in like keeping the chasers away Mm -hmm. because we play that if you get hit by a bludger, you either have to pause for 30 seconds Or you have to run around your hoops, and then you can continue play.
1: Because of social distancing, how do the chasers grab the ball from other chasers?
2: So, we wear masks, like, almost all the time when we play. Mm -hmm. I do tell the players that if they need, like, to breathe for a second, they can take it off. But other than that, we try wearing it most of the time. So we do have that, but then there's also a lot of dropping the ball because it's really hard to try and hold on to your broom and catch the ball. So we do have a lot of, like, drops, or sometimes we will have, like, the keeper will throw it and it'll get intercepted.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense, yeah. I was wondering the same thing. Um, but can, can chasers from opposite teams steal the ball from each other? Normally, Um, not outside of social distancing.
2: Outside of social distancing, I believe they can. I'm not entirely sure. I've just been kind of doing, like, social distancing rules. Okay, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that, like, you can kind of... I don't think you can, like, really, like, purposely take it, but I think you can kind of, like, nudge their. Did you start during social distancing? Yeah, so we started, like, over the summer. Oh, wow, okay. So we've never played, like... Without social distancing rules.
1: So how hard is it to run with a broom?
2: Oh, it's so difficult. So for, like, real professional Quidditch teams, they use PVC pipes as their broom. Mm -hmm. And I tried once, and I don't know how they do it. I had, like, bruises all up and down my leg. yeah. And, like, when you run, like, you kind of hit your your broom and your legs.
1: I know. So we
2: use pool noodles, and that's pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have run into – so we have a lot of siblings on our team, right? Yeah. And if you're given a soft stick, it's kind of instinct to smack your sibling with it. Yeah. Uh, So we have had a lot of trouble with, like – Hitting each other with our brooms. Yeah. So, during practice, my players have five minutes in the middle to duel.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I could see that, especially if you have little kids on your teams. Yeah, do Mm -hmm. do
2: sometimes
1: they, like, get angry in the middle and start hitting each other with it?
2: Yeah, we do have, like, sometimes if the siblings argue, like, during practice, they'll start Mm. hitting each other with brooms.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that you were gonna be on your local gazette um, to talk about muggle Quidditch. How did that like come about?
2: Well, my one of the moms of kids on the Quidditch team. She like knows a few reporters, so she just sent them an email like, "Hey, we have this. Like, if you guys are interested in doing a story, we're having practice Sunday." Yeah. So, That's yeah, they're cool. going to come out um, tomorrow. Actually, we're recording this on Saturday. Yeah. I'm not sure when you guys are going to release it. Probably Friday. <laughs> yeah. So, they're going to come, and I think they're going to take pictures and then interview a few players. That's cool. So, mm-hmm. uh, how often do you have practices? Oh, uh, we have practice once a week on Sundays. Oh, okay. Yeah. hmm. Do you guys all wear robes? Um, We typically don't wear robes because, uh-huh. like, the field that we play on can be really muddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, people well, normally are, like, very attached to their robes. Yeah. So it's easy to get them dirty. But we did picture day, like, I think last practice, and we wore robes to that practice. And it was uh-huh. so fun. I wore my, like, entire Ravenclaw uniform. That's cool. It was great.
0: um so is there do you know if there's like an official quidditch muggle quidditch website with rules for people who want to like find a full set
2: yeah so you can go to usquidditch.org and so there is like a u.s quidditch association Mm -hmm. and i do show up if you look at like colorado springs and under like join the team you can see the lightning bolts. We are listed as an unofficial team, but you can like contact me through the website. But yeah. they do they have like resources on like how to build like quidditch hoops and Oh, that's they so have, cool. Like official rules.
0: Yeah. We'll link that for those yeah. of you who want to go check that out. Um So Vaughn, do you have any other questions related to actual Muggle quidditch? Um Nope. Okay, and is there anything else you want to talk about related to Muggle Quidditch, Ella, before we go into, like, other sections of, like, Quidditch that we're going to be talking about?
2: Um, well, my favorite part about Muggle Quidditch is that it's got something for everybody. Like, personally, I do not enjoy, like, a lot of running. Like, I'm okay with, like, a little bit of running, Mm -hmm. but I don't enjoy doing a lot of running. But Quidditch is perfect because depending on your position, you do really different things. Like, the keepers really don't have a whole lot of running, but then they get, like, they still get a lot of action. Yeah. And then, like, if you really like running, like, one of my snitches, she is an amazing runner, and I actually, like, purposely invited her on our team as our snitch. I was like, can you please be the snitch? Um, as, oh, my God, Has someone ever broken a
1: bone or been
2: injured one time? Um, We're pretty early. I mean, we did have a pretty bad seeker-snitch collision. Oh. Like, the snitch was running one way and the seeker was running towards them, and they just, like, ran into each other. But I think the worst has been, like, a few bruises from that. Yeah. Oh. Um, And then we also had someone, like, trip over the goalpost. Because we have, like, big buckets of concrete at the base. Yeah. So that they don't tip over. Mm-hmm. And I think someone, like, just tripped on that. And they kind of, like, scraped up their hand. But other than that, I think.
0: Yeah. Um, so that, that's so cool. Like, and I'm sure it's going to make a lot of kids listen and, like, think about them <laughs> wanting to start their own team. Because, like you said, it has something for everyone. It's not like other sports where it's, like, you have to, like, running. Or you yeah. have to. Because most sports are running-based, so this has a lot of different positions, and plus it's a way to, like, connect with a lot of other Harry Potter fans in your community.
2: And, like, like, you don't even have to be a Harry Potter fan to play Quidditch. Like, at least half of my team has never, like, like, they don't spend all their time reading the books. Like, they've probably just read the series, like, once. Some of them haven't even read the books. Just, like,
0: seeing the movies. Did you have something to (laughs) say, Vaughn? I just
1: found that strange. (laughs) Um, I've never even read the books. It's, but it's so cool,
0: and it's, um... I just could see a lot of kids wanting to do that, even if, like... Because you really don't imagine a lot of kids wanting to do it. Especially, like, if you're, you know, like, older. Because Mm -hmm. you're, you know, like, it's... You don't expect a lot of high schoolers or even, like, junior high kids to want to do Muggle Quidditch, because they're probably going to think it's weird or something. But it seems so much fun.
2: It is really fun. I mean, you do kind of have to get over the initial, like, I'm running around with a pool noodle between my legs. Yeah. Like, that is... Because, like, one of the girls on my Quidditch team, I'm I'm in the high school, I'm in ninth grade, Mm -hmm. and she has siblings in the high school, and they're, like, just kind of hanging out, like... I think they drove her to and from practice, but a few of, like, the kids at the high school have asked me why I was running around with a broom, with a noodle between my legs. Yeah, because they don't, they don't
0: understand.
2: Yeah, like, it does raise a few questions. But it's, it's cool,
0: and I think that you just have to get over the initial reaction to understand just how, like, (laughs) awesome and how much fun those people are having, you know, to, to do it.
1: Where do
2: you play, and how big is the area? so we live right across from a park so we when our quidditch team was a lot smaller like maybe like five people we played in our yard just because it was easy mm-hmm. and there we used the trees as our hoops but then as we started to grow it was like a lot to have people like parking in our driveway so we moved to the park across our street and it's so we use like think of a soccer field like your average like yeah. Okay. Soccer field. It's about that size. Sometimes if we're feeling like doing a lot of running or if we have, like, some extra people, like, just trying out Quidditch, we'll move the hoops back. But most of the time it's about a soccer field.
0: Oh, yeah. And do do you do tryouts, like, to see if
2: for people, like, certain positions, kind of like how they do in the books? Well, so we are the only Quidditch team in our town. Yeah. And so I've been trying really hard to, like, not say no to anyone. Well, I, know, well, I understand but, that you like, I yeah. understand
0: saying no would be so mean. But, like, I mean, do you, do you hold tryouts to see who would be better for a certain position? Or is it just, so, like, play what you want?
2: We recently figured out positions. It took me a really long time. Mm-hmm. So what I did at practice, I kind of asked everybody, like, what do you want to do? and it worked out pretty well. We added a third beater. This is going to bug some people. I know we're not sticking to book numbers, but (laughs) we had so many people who wanted to be beaters that we added an extra beater, and then we just like played. And then I did notice a few beaters who like are really good at throwing. And I was like, oh, you should be a chaser. Or I noticed some chasers who could catch the ball like really high in the air. And then I was like, well, you need to be a keeper cause, because like, you needs to yeah. jump really high. So I did do a few adjustments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all the positions are good. So, like, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone's lucky to just play, be able to have a group <laughs> to play with. Yeah. So all, I think all of the positions seem like they would be fun to play. Um, until,
1: until now, I've never heard of Michael Quidditch.
0: I mean, I've heard of it, but I've never met, like, anyone who's ever had a team or actually, you know, wanted to play it, which is super cool. To talk to someone about it, because I've never... I mean, I, I didn't know that much about it. I've just seen, like, a video.
2: Yeah, S- I really didn't know much about it until, like, a few months ago, but
1: mm-hmm. it's
2: super awesome. Okay, so i th- that's all of my questions
0: for you about Muggle Quidditch. Is that for, y- for you, Vaughn? Yeah. Okay, so do you have any, like, funny stories of things that have happened at practice?
2: really Mm Mhm. um yeah although after the first quidditch practice the first thing that i did is i went home and i ordered a whistle on amazon oh yeah because it was so much shouting because like when the snitch is caught you know it's kind of like a heap of like seekers and snitches on the ground Mm Mhm. and so it's hard for the chasers to notice because quidditch is like three mini games like yeah compacted into one because the chasers so, aren't worrying
0: about the snitch yeah right?
2: so yeah. i had to get a whistle because like at the end of a game after the snitch had been caught my chasers would score like two more times before they like looked around and noticed Mhm.
0: who keeps track of the points because you know in harry potter quidditch you have the commentator and then you have all the spectators who are gonna know and then you have the ref like so who does it for you guys
2: um for us so i have a neighbor he's in kindergarten and he really wanted to play quidditch but you know it's kind of like a little bit of a rough sport yeah so i was really worried that he'd like get hurt while playing quidditch Mm -hmm. so he is our official scorekeeper so so we have like a whiteboard for him and he watches and he like keeps tally marks I actually um, have another question about it. So are you guys, once um,
0: COVID-19 and all this is over, are you guys going to have, like, games and stuff that the family
2: are going to come to and watch? Yeah. I mean, so to do that, we'd have to be an official team. Mm -hmm. But UCCS, which is, like, pretty close to us, they have a Quidditch team. So, I've been thinking that, like, even though they're college students, it would be fun just to do, like, a practice game with Yeah, them.
0: I'm sure they that would, all of your team would probably find that yeah. fun to play with like, older
2: kids. Yeah, because then, like, the nearest Quidditch team, and I think it's also a youth unofficial team, it's in, like, Aurora, Denver. hmm So, that's, like, that's, like, an hour away from where we are. Yeah. And then...
0: I mean, I just think it would be so cool to go watch. I -hmm. mean, for anyone who, um, like, for the families, I mean, to go and
2: watch, like,
0: because then it'll be, like, a real Harry Potter Quidditch game (laughs) to have, like, the crowd and all of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it'll really seem, like, I don't know, official, I think. Yeah. uh,
2: At practice, we do have a fan. Like, I don't really know who he is, but one day we're at Quidditch practice, and he, like, He was talking to my parents about, like, you know, Quidditch, and he was, like, super interested. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, he knew all this stuff. He must be a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah. And ever since then, he, he brought his mom, and, like, they sit and they watch our practice. That's so cool. It's super cool. Okay, so
0: let's take a short break, and then we will continue with the rest of the episode. Welcome back from the break. And now we're going to talk a bit about, um, or more about, uh, Muggle Quidditch. So, you brought up this idea about, like, robes and how do they not, like, snag on (laughs) the broom. So, do you want to talk a bit about that?
2: Yeah. So, I, as a big Harry Potter fan, have spent entire days in my Hogwarts robes. And they're excellent to eat crumbly things in. I will say this. Like, if you are eating cornbread, eat it in your rope, because your sleeve is so huge that it will catch all of the crumbs, and then you can just shake it out over the trash can. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I know there's, like, I think in Quidditch through the ages, I know that, like, one seeker caught the snitch up his sleeve once, Mm -hmm. but how does this not happen more? Like, if I was a chaser, I would drop the quaffle, and it would go down my sleeve. Yeah. Or, like... I don't know. I'm so clumsy. I'd probably get like a blood drop in my sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> then, like, these are robes. Like they are whipping around behind you. How do they not? Like if you do like a loop, would they? Wouldn't they like move over your face? Yeah, because they are pretty like long and like
0: billowy. Yeah. Like
2: yeah. Um, or like if you billowy. went backwards, billowy. They'd go right against your face. Yeah. And then you have twigs at the end of your broom. Like. I imagine that by the end of, like, one Quidditch game, your hem would be all torn up, because all day, (laughs) it's like, or all game, it's like flapping against your broom, twigs.
0: Yeah. Okay, so actually, I, so I heard this thing, I think, on Super Carlin Brothers, and they were talking about how the Nimbus 2000 looks like how the Firebolt should look, and the Firebolt looks like the Nimbus, like in the movies. Mm -hmm. Because they make the Firebolt, like, the twigs are just sticking in all these different directions,
2: I do not like the firebolt in the movies. No, it doesn't make any sense. In the
1: movies, I like the firebolt. I don't like the nimbus.
2: Really?
0: I feel like I would prefer to have the nimbus because it looks so, like, pretty.
2: Yeah.
1: So now we're going to do some fun facts about Quidditch. To start off, the 2014 Quidditch World Cup was held in Argentina, and it was Bulgaria against Brazil.
0: Um, so also for that game, Victor Crumb came out of retirement from the league to help Bulgaria win. I love Victor Crum like just because like he's crumb, such crumb, <laughs> crumb. <laughs> he's such a minor character, but like he comes back and like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just like that character. He's a cool I like guy. I can
2: imagine like a mini crumb just walking around. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I he's cool. Hermione should have married Crum. I can see it. I mean, I can see it, but I don't... Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) So, uh, also, USC has a Quidditch team. And that's really how I found out about it, because my cousin, who's kind of also a Harry Potter fan, told me about it. And so I looked it up, and then I found the USC Quidditch team, and watched that video. I'll link it, because it's cool. (laughs) Okay, and then also I have one more thing... And it's a question for you guys. So, do you guys think it's accurate that Ginny would have gone on to
1: play for the Hollyhead Harpies? Um, like, did you expect it? I, I mean, no, I was never actually thinking that she'd go on to play a Quidditch team, but I, w- I wasn't, I was but I did, I didn't find it as a surprise that she went on to play Quidditch professionally. Mm-hmm. Because she was really good.
0: What about you, Ella?
2: I don't know. Like... I think since it, like, happened, it makes sense that it did. Yeah. But I think, like, if I met Ginny when, like, she was at Hogwarts and playing Quidditch, I wouldn't think, like, oh, she's gonna play on the Hollyhead Harpies. Yeah. Like, I do think it was, like, a teeny bit out of character for her, but then we don't get a whole lot of, like, actual Ginny as a character. Yeah, like, you Especially don't... in the movies. Because there are so
0: many, like, there are barely... Okay, not so many. There are barely any fields to go into after, um, school. I feel like it's, it's ministry, or you're working in in Diagon Alley at, like, a store, or you're on a Quidditch team.
2: Yeah, I've always wondered that about wizard jobs. Although, the other day I came up with a great wizard job. So, like, you know how there's always spiders in your house, right? Yes. Like, no matter how many times you, like, make sure there's no spiders, you always find more. Well... If I were a witch, I would run a service where I have like a baby basilisk (laughs) in like a cage, and I just like walk through your house with my baby basilisk. And it
0: would scare all the spiders. And it'd scare
2: all the spiders away. That's so,
0: that's actually a good idea. And you do
2: it like just once every year, and I just come out and I like. I have, like, a little, like, carriage for my baby basilisk. So kind of like, like, um, exterminating
0: companies, but for spiders specifically. Yeah, that would be a
1: pretty dangerous line of work. If you, if you make
2: one (laughs) false eye movement, (laughs) you're stuck. You're dead. You could, like, you know those, like, eye things that they have for, like, hawks? Yeah. I'd give one of those, I'd have one of those on my basilisk.
0: That's so smart. I,
2: didn't, <laughs> I, I don't, like,
0: I have not thought about that, but that's actually a good idea. Um, yeah. So, you can go ahead and, like, just tell us, like, what everything you had written down on yours.
2: Okay, so, in Quidditch Through the Ages, it talks about how the golden snitch originated as a little bird thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. called a golden snidget. And... Basically, like, this guy offered 150 galleons to whoever caught it, and so everybody in the Quidditch game just tried to catch the Golden Snidget, and nobody focused on, like, the Quaffle, right? Yeah. And so then they're like, oh, well, this is really cool, let's add it to the game, and it got so popular that Golden Snidget started going extinct, but here's my question, why didn't they just transfigure more, like... If you can turn, like, a porcupine into a pincushion, I'm sure you can turn, like, a golf ball into a golden snidget. Yeah. And I'm... then, like, it turns back after a while, so you wouldn't even, like, hurt the golden snidget. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like
0: maybe they hadn't
2: thought of that.
0: <laughs> like, maybe it just wasn't invented so much, or maybe as common to transfigure
1: things.
2: Yeah.
0: What do you think, Vaughn? But, like,
1: um. I don't know. I don't know, but I don't think there's ever a point in the series where they transfigure something inanimate to something alive. Yeah,
0: because doesn't McGonagall oh. transfigure her desk into a pig?
2: Yeah.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sudden realization.
2: <laughs> and then, like, doesn't Hermione, like, conjure all those birds, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like... those weren't alive. Yeah, but weren't like... they were paper. But... It wouldn't need to be alive they could
0: have done something like that yeah yeah I'm guessing it's just some sort
2: of like plot
0: hole slash they didn't think about it (laughs) (laughs) I mean I hate I hate saying that things are like plot holes because I don't because I want it to be a real universe you know
2: right like I don't want to say
0: it's fake and that she just didn't like J.K. Rowling just didn't think of something I like to be like well maybe they didn't think about it or maybe they just knew it wouldn't work something like that
1: you know yeah. Or maybe, like, when you were transfiguring, uh, trying to k- transfigure something into a Snitchet, it, it became what looked like the, the,
2: like, uh, you know, the, the magic one. The Snitch. Yeah. That's yeah, so what they modeled it after. Oh, yeah. Or maybe, like, you know how some Quidditch, like, I think the longest Quidditch match is, like, three months long? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, like, you know how stuff that you transfigure, like, turns back after a little while? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe, like if the Quidditch match lasted too long, the Golden Snidget would just turn, like, back into a golf ball. That's a good idea, because they
0: last really long times, and it doesn't... But
1: they should have a score limit. Yeah. It should Three months
0: seems excessive, top. but, like, also, if you're at the Quidditch World Cup and, like, you get to camp, it's more fun than it just being over in, like, 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, but it'd be so disappointing... If you were, like, at the Quidditch World Cup and you'd waited so long and paid so much, and then it lasted, like, a minute. Exactly. Like, even, even though,
0: um, the one that Harry got to go to was pretty, I mean, it was pretty long for, I guess, like, soccer game or, like, other games like that standards, but it wasn't, like, they didn't really get a chance to use the tent. Yeah. They just, like, kind of brought it, and then, like, they slept there for one night and then left, but there was no really game to keep watching. hmm So that kind of well, sucks.
2: So in like Muggle Quidditch, if you play like a real game, Mm -hmm. you release the snitch eighteen minutes after the game starts. Oh. So that like the chasers have a chance to score. And then the golden snitch is only worth I don't know, that's just their number. (laughs) But the Mm -hmm. golden snitch is also only worth fifty points. So it's like even. Oh.
0: Wait, so and then what about the points for when you score? Is that also ten? Is it yeah, still ten. Still
2: ten. So okay. the chasers just have to score like five times, and then they're worth. The snitch. Just so that the game lasts a bit longer. Yeah, and just so it's like more fair. Cause like, I know like you could still win, mm-hmm. but like chances are, they're gonna catch the snitch before the chasers score fifteen times.
0: Yeah, unless you have a really fast snitch, like you guys unless do, you right? Have a super fast. Yeah, we do. So that's good. (laughs) Wait, so when you scrimmage, circling back to what we were talking about before the break, um, if you, or scrimmage, how long do those normally go for? Um, it
2: really depends. I mean, like, if the, if we do a lot of running at practice, the seekers will be tired, and they won't won't run, Mm -hmm. but, like, if the seekers are fresh, it could last, like, 30 minutes. Oh, wow. But sometimes we have to play that, like, if, even if the snitch is caught, like, we keep playing.
0: Mm-hmm. And then,
2: like, we just switch out snitches.
0: Yeah. Okay, so, uh, that's just so cool. <laughs> um, so, what's your next, do you have anything else to, like, talk about from your, um, notes,
2: like, to bring up? I have quite a bit. Okay. Okay, so, do you play with your wand in your pocket? At first, it was like, well, the obvious answer is no. But then I was thinking, like, well, what if someone gets hurt? Like, like what if someone falls off their broom? Like, wouldn't it be nice to have your wand in your pocket and you could just save them? I think. Well, like, what if you fall off your broom? You could like take your wand out and. Well,
0: that, cause doesn't Harry keep his in his pocket for when the Dementors come? Yeah.
2: So then, like, does yeah? But then, what if your wand
0: fell? Out? Well, yeah. That's true. And, like, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like, if you're falling, why would you not use some sort of, like, Vingardium leviosa? <laughs> um, yeah, that actually... I guess probably most most kids would just be scared of it falling out. Like, I feel like yeah. that would be something I would be afraid of. Especially because, um, even if you fall, you can get cured pretty quickly by Madame Pomfrey. Right. Yeah, but it still hurt pretty bad. Yeah. So I could see maybe, like... Younger students, not older... St- I, I actually have no idea.
2: Yeah. Do you think then, like, you would? I don't know. Because, like, then if you were, like, playing a professional Quidditch game, like, at the World Cup, do you think they'd, like, ban wands? Like, how do they make it so that none of the fans, like, can fund us? Oh, go? yeah. Oh, true. I didn't, like, I've never thought so about easy that. to cheat with a wand. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, because they could easily... Now that I think about it, like the fans in the like, kind of like how uh, Hermione confunds Cormac, so I could see other people trying to do it too. That's a good
1: point. Because it could be really. But some some people, some people could also do wandless magic. So,
2: yeah, I'm sure there's some sort of
1: barriers.
0: Maybe there's some sort of enchantments around the players.
2: Probably,
1: but that'd be like. um like Voldemort having an enchantment around him and then nobody would be able to even touch him. That's true. So, I
2: That's...
1: We're not putting this down to a plot hole. We're <laughs> <the> not. <laughs> unsolved mysteries. This isn't sure, a plot hole. This is an unsolved mystery, not this a plot
2: This can just hole. go to yeah. the Department of mystery. This Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so my next question is: is, how does a gripping charm work? Does it make the surface sticky, or does it, like, kind of, like, bind around your hand? Ugh. I would guess, because you know how, like, for example, it's easier to
0: grip, like, how you guys do it, your volleyball is, like, slightly deflated? hmm I would guess maybe it's, like, it feels slightly deflated, so it's easier, easier to grip, but it's not slightly deflated.
2: Yeah. And then, like, would the charm wear out? Because, like, I know on some things, the charm wears out. Or, like, they can break. Like, you know how, like, mm-hmm. Ron, like, when Harry's sneakoscope, oh, spoiler, goes off around Scabbers? Like, mm-hmm. how Ron says, like, oh, we need to fix that in, like, Hogsmeade. Yeah. So, would, like, would it wear off like that, or could it break? I feel like, I feel like it would
0: wear off because a lot of, you know, how, like, Fred and George's merchandise wears off after a while. Yeah. I feel like it's something that would, and then maybe they have to. Reenchant it or maybe it's like a special sort of charm specifically for the three or four balls or how many are there four yeah yeah four two bludgers, one quaffle, and then yeah yeah maybe it's it's probably wears off
2: yeah mm-hmm. so then like do you think they have like a clock or like not a clock do you think they have like a schedule like every two weeks we replace this Because, like, then if you were playing, like, with it freshly, like, charmed, it would be really easy.
0: Maybe, like, because you know how they have the locker rooms? Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing they, and they have that, like, storage cabinet where they keep the brooms and then probably, like, the balls. Yeah. They, maybe, like, someone, like, Madame Hooch goes in before the games and re-enchants them.
2: Oh, yeah. Maybe she just does it, like, before the game
0: Regularly, yeah. Because. Yeah. Because, um, that's her job. (laughs) Like, because. She only teaches first years, right?
2: I don't know. That's actually a good question. I think so, because it never so. comes
0: up after book one.
2: Yeah. So I feel like... like, you, I always thought of her as just, like, the gym teacher. Yeah. But... Yeah. But she's only there, like, once.
0: <laughs> so, she, it's probably
2: her. She needs something yeah. else to do. Yeah. She and Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. Because doesn't Hagrid, like, defrost the brooms... Yeah,
1: does he use his yeah. bond
2: for that, though? Uh, probably. Okay. So, do you, um, have anything, like, else? Yeah. Okay, so these two questions are more just, like, technical questions that I have. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. So, my first question is, is you are supposed to be able to cure all, like, non-magically inflicted, like... Sicknesses and injuries, correct? I think so, yeah. So, why does Harry still have to wear glasses? Pro- okay, so I would probably
0: guess, like, um, it would probably have to be you know how like you can get like LASIKs. I I think that's what like it's called. Laser. Yeah, LASIK eye surgery. Yeah, because and then that you don't have to wear glasses. It's probably mm-hmm. something like that. You have to go in specifically for it, and like Harry also was brought up by Muggles, so like. He probably doesn't really know about it, but then also you can make the argument that McGonagall and Dumbledore both wear glasses. Yeah. So that doesn't make sense.
2: It's like Dumbledore would clearly know. It
0: seems like they should be able to cure it, they just haven't.
2: Yeah. Like they just don't care. like, aren't wizards, like, pretty behind in technological? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe like they just haven't thought of it yet. Goes crazy around them, though. Yeah.
0: But they also wear glasses, so, like, that was a Muggle-made technology. Yeah.
2: My other question is, is, like, if muggle devices supposedly go crazy around, like, muggles, does that mean that, like, Hermione, like, when she went back for the summer, would she not be able to, like, use a phone?
0: I actually have no idea. Oh. Because cause Ron can use a telephone, remember, because he calls, in. Yeah. was it number two he calls in? No. Mom. Yeah, he needs, like, yelling. No, it wasn't yeah. number two, right? Well, it might have been, like... I don't remember. I, I don't think, know. I think it's three. I think yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's three. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> is cause like, is this Harry. Probably not because she's Muggle born, so she has some sort of like connection to, to it. The world. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I have one last question, and then a Harry Potter theory. Okay. So. Ooh. And like, it's a theory like slash question, mm-hmm. but. How does Harry know how to use a quill? Because they have, like, pencils and pens in the Muggle world. Like, it's not that, like, early. And so, then, like, Harry just magically gets to Hogwarts. And, like, it doesn't even cross his mind that, like... Like, Harry's excited about his color-changing ink. But, like, he doesn't even, like, think, like, oh, they use quills in the Wizarding World? Well, like, I think probably because,
0: um it's something that, like, you kind of know about before Harry Potter, like, you know that, like, the Declaration of Independence was written using, wait, was that using a quill? Yeah. 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 So, like, you know that, and then maybe, because he went to muggle school for a while,
2: so he probably knows. Yeah, but, like, I know how to use a quill, because I'm, like, a historical interpreter, Mm -hmm. and it's hard. It is. It's not easy. I have a quill. Yeah. Well,
0: Sophie has a quill. I bought it For my sister for her birthday, but she doesn't use it. But I tried it for a little bit, and like it's actually super hard to use because and you have to dip it back in the ink for every single word.
2: Really? Like almost.
1: That's that's got to be a lot of money spending on just ink.
2: Yeah. So my question is: is one like if Harry runs out of stuff, like what happens if you like run out of quills in your first year and you can't go to Hogsmeade? Probably Mail
0: Order. Like how, um, what's it called? Oh,
2: like Harry's Potions book. Yeah, because he got that through Flourish and Blot's Mail Order. Yeah, Yeah, because I lose pencils and pens all the time. Yeah, because, like, yeah, I blew through a ton of pencils. Mm -hmm. There's no way I would last all year.
0: Yeah, they probably Mail Order. That's what I would think.
2: Okay, and then my final thing is about Percy Weasley. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of people say that he needs to be in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Here's my theory. Percy was considered by the Sorting Hat, like the Sorting Hat thought about putting him into Slytherin. But because Percy's family is considered, like, blood traitors, the Sorting Hat didn't put him in it. Because, like, one of, like, Slytherin's values is, like, you know, pure blood. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, Salazar Slytherin wanted to only allow purebloods into the school. Mm-hmm. So then, could you be a muggle-born Slytherin? I feel like it's
0: possible, but I thought about that, like, specifically Slytherins being muggle-born, and it doesn't... Yeah. I feel like you would be so bullied within your house. Yeah. Yeah. Because,
2: like, like, their passcode in one of the books is, like, pureblood. Mm-hmm.
0: So and like they're only like sacred. The sacred twenty eight is literally twenty eight families. How
1: are there um, so many kids? Exactly, yeah, right? that are pure blood. There has to be at least some half bloods. Yeah. Or, um, you know, yeah. Definitely, there are half bloods.
0: I feel like maybe they're a um, muggle born, and Slytherin is super rare.
2: Okay. So then, my other question about blood status. This is extra. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, Harry, his mom was muggle born. But his dad was. Is his dad pure blood? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is Harry half blood or is he a pure blood? Because both his parents are. Half wizards. blood, yeah.
0: I had to, like. Half this blood. was so confusing because, like, I think on one episode we ended up saying that two half bloods make a pure blood. Not, no, and that's, I think. That's not true. I th-
1: No, I think Harry's a three quarters blood. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Lily was a half James. No, was Lily was a muggle- No, Vaughn. Lily was a muggle born. Yeah, well yeah, oh yeah, sorry. Half so blood. he's
0: he's only half blood, yeah. yeah. He's completely half just half blood. blood. Yeah. So, so that's weird. That broke the potters off of the sacred twenty eight. Yeah. And then the Weasleys are also no longer on the Sacred
1: Twenty
2: Eight. Yeah, I, yeah. well, I think why? Because Ron marries Hermione.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs>
0: Because there's so many kids, and then you have to worry about each of them marrying someone from a different Secret 28 family that it's just not going to happen.
2: Yeah. Like, I don't even know how they're still, like, pure blood. I mean, I guess they, like... Inbreeding? Yeah. Which is so weird. Which is so weird. But, I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Or, like, were wizards always pure blood? But, like, because, like, oh my gosh. Before the Statute of Secrecy, didn't they, um... Didn't they, like, live with my? I feel like, because I've heard it a lot. I think that it's just, like, it's currently, like,
0: after the statute of secrecy, who, who's pure blood. Okay. Because I don't think that they're going to put, like, I don't think they're going to go back that far. Especially whoever, the guy that wrote the Sacred 28 is probably not, because imagine the Black family. Like, how mad would they be if they weren't on it? Yeah, they'd probably get really mad and then end up killing someone. So,
1: <laughs> but do you think the Black family they are still on the Secret Twenty Eight because they are all gone, but they they remained pure blood? Do you think so, so? Do you think they should still be considered as part of the list?
0: I think so because like mm-hmm. Malfoys married Blacks and then some of them became Malfoys. But also, I was just thinking about something. So you know how um like. Uh, what's her face? Andromeda Tonks is, uh, Bellatrix's sister. Yeah. And they blasted her off of the family tree. Do you think that, um, the same, because that still allows the Lestranges to be pureblood. Or the, sorry, not the Lestranges, the blacks. Even though they have a sister who isn't, um... What's it called? Who isn't
2: like. Who isn't
0: like pure blood anymore? Like she married someone who isn't pure blood. So would the same go for the Weasleys? Because some of them married people who weren't um, pure blood, but some were. Mm-hmm. Or like, I don't actually, I don't know if any of them were. Yeah. I don't think any of them were, but like. So maybe that would get rid of the whole family line. Yeah. Because, well. It's, okay, so it's so hard because you have to go back to, like, Arthur's family tree. Right. And, like, does Arthur have, because they're Weasley cousins, so those Weasley cousins
2: might be pureblood. Do you think, like, just, like, some people in the family would consider them, like... Blood traders? Yeah, but then, like, others would be, like, well... We love muggles. Well, no, they would be, like okay, but, like, they're not associated, like, like, basically, like, distance themselves from it. From muggles, you mean, or from the other? Or, like, f- disown the person. Oh. And be like, they're not a part of our family, like, they won't own oh. our blood.
0: Again. I feel like maybe in the beginning, but then people like Arthur probably came around and, you know, some of them probably fell in love with muggles or muggle-borns or other people of different blood statuses and just, like, realized that... They couldn't keep, like, going along with the whole blood status thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Sacred 28 list probably really enforced all of that stuff, because it made them feel like they needed to stay on the Sacred 28. Yeah. So maybe, maybe just at that point they'd already given it up. But there's people uh, like like Neville Longbottom, because Longbottom is on the Sacred 28, and he married Hannah Abbott, and Abbott is on the Sacred 28, so they're still staying pure blood.
2: Right. But then... Wait, I lost... Never mind.
1: That's fine.
0: <laughs> what were you going to say, Vaughn?
1: Um, I wasn't saying anything. okay.
0: Okay, so does anyone else have, like, any more, like, <laughs> anything else that they want to talk about related to Quidditch, or literally whatever we were just talking about,
1: because... Um, did you know that Sirius Black's parents were the, were great, were both great, great, were both great-grandchildren of Phineas and Jealous Oh, yeah, they're, like, cousins or something, right? Uh, or no, they, no. or they... They were both great, yeah, they were both great-grandchildren. So like they're cousins or brothers and s- brother and sister. I really don't know.
0: Um, cousins, yeah. Okay, okay. So um, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much, Ella, for being on this episode with us. And thank you. Yeah. So for everyone listening, you guys can email us to if you just want to like tell us your like thoughts on anything we talked about in this episode because we asked a lot of questions so if you have a thought or something email us at inside hogwarts at gmail.com because we'll read it
1: inside hogwarts at pod at gmail.com
0: and then we're gonna link a bunch of different stuff and um yeah so i think that's it for this episode again thank you ella for being on the episode yeah it was super fun thank Thanks you
1: for having yeah me. okay bye ella Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Make sure to check back every Tuesday for another Inside Hogwarts episode.